This episode is brought to you by Haley Shibble, a New York City graphic designer and animator, and also the creator of our logo. Hello, this is Rachel. Hey, I'm Ned. And this is At the Table, a play reading series. We are so excited to be here today. We have an incredible play. We are reading Parched by Dustin Sullivan. Uh, a funny thing that you may have you may have just thought to yourself, that's weird, that's not the name of the play that nope. they promised we would be listening to <laughs> on our first episode. You'd be right, you intrepid listeners. Uh, we initially were starting our season with If Found, Please Call by Shannon Deep. And through the magic of theater, as sometimes happens with these table readings, uh, sometimes good actors get jobs and uh, a wonderful couple of circumstances happened. And some of our great actors from If Found, Please Call, they got some jobs at the last minute. They so booked it. They booked it. Yeah. And, and that's because, as you will be able to tell in episode two, they're very good at their jobs. Very good. Uh, so uh, we've actually decided to delay a little bit of uh, finishing recording of Shannon's play. And we thought, what better way to kick off the season than with episode two? And with the play we planned for a second. <laughs> so we started today with Dustin's show, and we're so thrilled to have him here. Uh, because not only is this the magic of theater where we switched episodes, but we also switched casts for our, our first play. And that means that Dustin Sullivan, playwright extraordinaire, will also be acting today. Magic of theater. Magic. Let's meet our cast. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh. So, um, I know, that was very, was very churchy. That was delightful. Yeah. Uh, so let's go around the room and let's start with uh, the man of the hour. Uh, tell us who you are, a little bit about yourself, favorite snack. These are the important things we're going to hit today. Absolutely. Oh, and absolutely. also, uh, role you will be playing. Role you will be playing is important. I, I went directly to snack. You but did. But we should know who you we are. We should know who and you are. And then, more importantly, your favorite snack. Uh, yeah. Uh, my name is Dustin Sullivan. I wrote the play. Uh, <laughs> I'll be playing Pastor Walker. Um, I'm very excited to be in the room to hear all this happen. Uh, I think it's fair to say that like I'm pretty chill as a playwright. You know, if I don't like a line reading, I'll just tase you and we'll do it again. And like, yeah. we'll just he's keep gonna it flip a table and walk out. There is a uh, cattle problem. So here's inner... a, here's a fun thing about today. We actually uh, we're thrilled to have parched as part of our season. We talked about it in our intro episode, and we were recording it today. And through the magic of theater, as happens, we lost an actor at the last minute, and so our fearless playwright Dustin Sullivan is gonna be in his own work today. Aren't That's you what so we're doing. Lucky? Yes, you're. Everybody's very lucky. But we're very excited to have you here in. Any, wearing any number of hats, so thank it, you. It's going to be a pleasure. And as for uh, snack, snacks, uh, it's a rare treat because I'm frugal, so I only get it when it's on sale at Target. But uh, cinnamon Teddy Grahams. Oh, that's oh. Only cinnamon. Only Good cinnamon. Yeah. Cinnamon. Yes. There's a cinnamon uh, with sprinkles that I saw the other day, like cinnamon Teddy Grahams covered in sprinkles. I don't know if the world is ready. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a lot. That feels like yeah. a lot. Okay, that's a, hey, all good answers. Thank all you. All good answers. Yeah. Wow. Wayne, who good. Are so there's judgment going on with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wow. ranking everyone as we Hi, go. Hi, yeah. I'm Wayne Duvall. I am playing Mastiff. I am the senior member of the group, so I demand respect. <laughs> um, and I'm thrilled to be here, uh, having worked with Rachel on another uh, reading that she did called Either Or, which I had a blast, so she sucked me into this. Um, no, I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm. Uh, Snack-wise, being calorically challenged, there's a long list, um, but I love the black and white cookie and a mm. big old glass of ice milk, cold milk, 
And see, you like that, right? And I also do you eat it down the center? Do you do the chocolate part? No, no, no. I eat it down the center so I get a little chocolate and yeah. vanilla at the same what time. What do you do on the but, wide parts? Does that stress you out? It does, actually. <laughs> it does because then I feel like it's like a Sophie's choice. What sure. do I do? Yeah. You know. Yeah. But and um, but I also love. Love the the ice cream, especially the coconut seven layers from Ben and Jerry's. Yes. So good. Mm. Uh, so it's the good. specificity. See, that's an act. That's a storyteller right hey, there. Hey, baby. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Anything, you're good, right? Oh, I think that was excellent. Okay, I'm I'm getting hungry and I'm uh, exactly I'm right. About that now. Seven layer coconut. Oh, co- coconut seven layer. Coconut seven layer. Yeah, yeah they got chocolate in there and caramel and oh my god. <laughs> that sounds great. Oh, five other things. And it tastes great too. <laughs> it might sound good, but put it on your tongue and oh, it's all man. over. <laughs> you have to top that now. I know. Go I, ahead. I'd rather Give it go a get shot. one. Um, my name is Jacob Owen. I will be playing Daniel today. Um, I'm also very excited to be working again with Miss Rachel Flynn. We worked together on Verona Walls just a few months ago. Um, and getting to meet Dustin there was quite a pleasure, and getting to talk a little bit about this piece and now experience it myself, um, and now together in this room, I'm very excited about. Um, I just started a theater company myself, uh, and we just finished our Richard III, so check us out online at bridgeproductiongroup.org. These productions are gorgeous. Please go wow. to this website. They're beautiful, beautiful, stunning. Just the photography alone, you just want to sit and stare at. Thank you very much. And thank I you. have. And I have, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Ned. Um, and in terms of favorite snack, um, I uh, seasonally, I cannot, put the, I cannot put the eggnog down right now. Mm. It is, it is it's already become that. a problem. You can see that. Thanks. That. Yeah, of course. For our of listeners course. at home, with Jacob booze. could not be a Jacob is actually the skinniest person. Is it with I've booze or virginal? It is virginal. Right virginal. Now. I know. Oh, yeah. A purist. I oh, love good. it. We'll take a black and white cookie and we'll get together. Oh, my God. Um, expand. And then I can also... <laughs> I also pride myself, well, actually, I'm more embarrassed about it, but eating uh, Reese's in one bite. Um, yeah. I love Reese's very much. I love them Because very much. that brings you joy or because of the personal challenge? Uh, in terms of conquering it in the one yeah. bite, there was not much challenge to it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know not everyone did it until, until, um, until friends of mine started acknowledging that I was doing it in public. Um, thank, thank you for your honesty. The advertising yes, well, alone tells you that you cannot be wrong. So. That's true. Yes. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. wrong It's delicious way. enough for one bite. That's a fair point. It's true. That was going to be their other slogan. So Reese's Bite Size, do you think, is a, is a, is a crock? You're like, this isn't true. It's not yeah, bite size. That's like... Bite <laughs> Except for it's, the really it's large a, ones. Yeah. It's a takeoff of the pizza thing, right? Anything's bite-sized if you want it bad enough. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you have to top that. That was multiple snacks, Jasmine. Yeah. Um, I am. <laughs> I don't like any of them. I'm Jasmine Stiefel. Um, I am a newcomer here and oh, how, making how lots newcomer? of friends. Um, I guess. How new? I guess new to most of the people in the room. Oh, I thought uh, you mentioned New York. I was no, like, no, oh, no, no, not. Excuse not me. That. Well, never mind. I'm. You're not a, a little over a year. Yeah. So that's relatively new. Oh, yeah. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my favorite snack is watermelon and uh, whipped cream. Wow. Ooh, Separately. 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 Oh, those. Oh, that was I just, the combined. Sorry, 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 sorry. All of us got really interested in the combination. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't. Do it. Oh, Don't do, do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and, She's from Hawaii. And that's right. So cool. 
So cool. Yes. So cool. See, you have all the cool facts, but the two foods that you shouldn't have together is what I'm hearing from you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're welcome. All right. Good to know. <laughs> With this, as always, we've got... Could you? What? Could you have watermelon and... I can't imagine why not. You could have watermelon and Velveeta if you want it. Wow. It's not, it I'm going to refute Who that knows? statement. That you statement know? is false. Challenge accepted. You I mean, could. let's see. Well, they do watermelon with feta, so it's yeah, maybe it's the same. It's, right. one step further. it's like something you'd see on Chopped. It's more time. Like if they got the wrong or, basket. Or what, what was the, 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 like the man versus food? Adam, what's his name? Yeah. That Yale actor with a, with a MFA. He's a member of the Radio 6 company. Yeah. Is he really? Like an well, he was. I, I worked He was with like him. an unbelievable actor who like turned to food person. Food he just answered in the a, right actor's accent. He did. In a really destructive way. He turned to food. <laughs> yeah. I would. I want to be clear. If the Food Network comes a knock and I'm ditching every other yeah. piece There's aspect of this no art. question. Yeah. We're all basically we're sitting here treading water waiting for the Food Network to call, right? That's what we're all doing with our careers. Yeah. Or Sci-Fi Channel. I'm not picky. <laughs> and with this as always, we've got Ned Donovan. Hey. We've I'm, got... Yep. No, you can talk about. The well, thing. I'm just saying I'm gonna be doing the uh, the stage directions on this uh, on this lovely piece of art, and uh, let's do it. Yes, indeed. We got Marcus over there. Hey, Marcus. Hey, Marcus. What's up? He does not want to speak. He but he just spoke like twice. Let's Is he gonna speak. cut that out? Now he can't. Now we know. Wow. All right, <laughs> let's get this going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Introducing, we've no. got Parched. Ned, take it away. Parched by Dustin Sullivan. Time, present. Settings. A farmhouse in a small American town, the land outside the farmhouse, and a parish. Characters. Daniel, 19 years old and now owner of, of the family farm after the passing of his father. Cassie, his lifelong friend, 19. Mastiff, his neighbor, 50s. Pastor Walker, head of the nearby parish that Daniel rarely frequents, 30s. Act 1, Scene 1. The inside of a one-level farmhouse. It's a sparse setting. Most pictures and knickknacks have been placed inside several large cardboard boxes that are scattered around the house with tops still open. Daniel is putting some of the last items in the boxes while maneuvering a sandwich. Hey, you've been busy. You want to stay for a while, or are you just stopping by? Would you like the company? It depends on whose company. Mine, Goose. <laughs> Come on in, Cass. I have to warn you, though, the TV isn't pulling in anything. Those winds last night pushed the antenna out of sorts. Why don't you get up on the roof and fix it? Uh, because by the looks of it, another storm is coming that might just put it off kilter again. Daniel, are you scared to go up on the roof? <laughs> don't be silly. Scaredy cat, scared of heights for as long as I can remember. No, I'm not scared. It's a one-level house you got. No, it's one and a half. Higher ceiling than a lot of other places, and it's slanted. I'll make you a deal. Give me a bite of that sandwich, and I'll go up there this instant and set it right. Oh, will you rib me about it the whole time you're here? Toss in a colon, we're square. <laughs> deal. He hands her the sandwich. She takes a bite and hands it back to him. She walks to the fridge to grab a soda as he turns on the TV, which shows only static. Ladder in the shed? Yeah. Won't be but a minute. She leaves. Daniel finishes his sandwich and keeps putting things in the boxes as we hear the sound of a ladder butting up against the house. Can you hear me? Yeah. Daniel. Yeah, it's Cassie. I can hear you. Okay. How's that? Nothing. Are you? No, nothing. Now? Well, that's closer. Maybe just a little. Stop. Stop. Good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on back. Footsteps on the roof, the ladder, the sound of the ladder being moved. 
Cassie comes back inside. Oh, while holding a Coke. <laughs> Thanks. You can choose what show. Can I choose later? I don't feel like TV right now. It's fine by me. But I'm telling you, that storm looks strong. Might undo all your work. Chance I'll take, I guess. I didn't see a sign out there. A sign? A for sale sign? Or have you changed your mind? No. Then don't you need a sign? I know you're off the main road, but it might help a little. Well, I'm hoping I don't need it. Massive told me he's interested. <laughs> you have to stop calling him that. <laughs> he loves it. It's not nice. Well, it's what he looks like. He actually likes it. If you're here when he shows up, you'll see. Oh, he's coming around today. Is what he said. And it makes perfect sense for him to buy it. I mean, he's the only one around close enough to call a neighbor, and, and those massive juniors aren't wanting to fly the coop anytime soon, so he's got an extra hands for it. Do you think maybe you could have waited to pack up until after he came by? This doesn't look very inviting is all. Wouldn't he be more excited to buy if it was more welcoming in here? Well, I've seen the place before. It's been a few years now, but he's been here. I think he wants to make sure it's not rotting away, that's all. It's not about the house, it's the land. Most fertile soil in town, I know. Even near the end, that's all Pops could talk about. Ask him about anything else and he'd go straight to stone. Proud. God, proud as can be. Proud of his land. It's... You miss him? Can't do it yet, okay? You don't have to. Just need to say, once in a while, I've got ears for a reason. <laughs> the hope is Massif will make a good offer straight away and I'll be off before the month is out. I know you know this, so maybe I shouldn't bring it up. What is it? If you leave so soon, you're going to miss something really special. You're talking about the fair? The fair! You can go ahead and put your nose up, but you and I both know that you love the fair. Plus, no. Mama is finally letting me compete against her in the pie contest. I have been experimenting. <laughs> I've added some things she would never think. I love my Mama. She gave me life. But this year, if she wants to spend time admiring the first place ribbon, she's going to have to come into my room to do so. So, don't you want to be there to cheer me on? I'm sure it'll make the newspaper. Front page, you better believe it. Well, once I have an address worth a lick, I'll expect you'll send me a copy. Anyways, you'll want to celebrate by hopping aboard the Ferris wheel, and we just saw I'll be no good to you. Best you find another friend who could run around and- My Ferris wheel card is full. No open slots for the Ferris wheel, just the pie contest. Seeing as how you've eaten more slices of my pie than the rest of my family put together. But you have enough to think on and I won't bother you with it. What are you doing with all the boxes? Uh, one is coming with me, uh, with clothes, a lamp, a photo album in mm. there. The rest I told the fellings I'd drive over to their place and leave. They can keep what they want and hold a sale for the rest. Why don't you have a sale? Yes, I hope you get a nice offer on the land, but a little extra can't hurt. This will be better, easier, and the fellings have been awful nice through all this. So you've pulled up your roots. Where are you going to put them back into the earth? Well, I've told you some of the places I'm fixing on. You have up, down, all around. You've told me where you might be off to. But that truck of yours won't take kindly heading down 15 roads at once. It really is time to decide, huh? Not decide where you'll end up, but what direction for a start. You're right. Of course I'm right. I'm Cassie. You got a map? I do. I don't think I remember what box I put it in. You weren't even bringing a map with you? I worry about you, Daniel. Okay, no map. East or west? Um... You are hopeless. The only direction I know you won't be going is up. Stop making fun. I'm scared of heights. You win. East or west? West. Hmm. 
Green or blue? Green or blue? Are you looking for land or water? Uh, both. Someplace with both. Well, now we're getting somewhere. Someplace crowded? You mean like a bigger town than here? Yes. Well, the crowded makes it sound bad. Who says mm. yes to crowded? Fine. Uh, someplace with a lot of people. Well, a lot more people than we've got, that's for sure. Mm. Someplace exciting. Mm. Not like here. Now, don't get a dander up. Wouldn't dare. All right, well, west with green and blue and with a lot of people, but not crowded. What else? I'd ask if you want to head where they have the best pies in the world, but then you'd be stuck. Pretty confident about those pies of yours. You saying I ought not to be? Not that my saying one way or the other can change your mind, mm -hmm. but no. Sure enough, your pies are the best. Better than your mom's. Poor woman. You know what kind of pie I've been wanting to make? Haven't you made every pie under the sun? Most. Haven't made a strawberry pie. Well, then why don't you? Because... I'm of the mind that you shouldn't make a strawberry pie unless you have the best, juiciest, ripest, reddest strawberries you can possibly imagine, and I haven't seen them. Well, plenty of folks around here have made strawberry pie. And I think you know my point stands. Mm, you think Mr. Mastiff will plant strawberries here? Well, certainly not as a full crop, if that's what you mean. This is hardly the place to grow strawberries for a profit. I know that, but if he takes a small area, sets a bit aside... And Massive doesn't strike me as a strawberry grower. That would be a shame. The soil can make strawberries that I'd find pie-worthy. could have asked me before to use some of the land uh, to grow strawberries. I would have let you. I wonder what he will grow. He hasn't bought the land yet, so... True, but someone will. And then what? You know, there are so many possibilities. I mean, sure, you could be boring and grow what most everyone's growing around here, corn or soybeans, and they would be the best, most amazing corn and soybeans, but that seems such a waste, don't you think? They should try and grow something new and exciting. They may not have as much money to shove under the mattress, but they could be proud and make this whole town proud, stir up some wonderment. Stop talking about the land. Didn't mean to put you in a temper. I imagine you didn't. It's... People have grown to think less of me. I know they have. Nobody dislikes you. I didn't say dislike. They don't understand the choices I make. They think I'm being wasteful. think I've been disrespectful to dad. They think I should have kept tending to the land, growing a crop after he took it. You know, no one else had to be here caring for him, and you don't have to explain yourself to me or to anyone. I know that. I know that. I didn't intend to try and explain. Dad knew he wasn't going to make it. I knew he wasn't going to make it, and there was enough money stashed away to focus on him. And it's not like the land was going anywhere. Daniel! What? You're explaining right now. Come off it. I'm just talking. Why do you want to give me such a tough time? When we were kids, you'd laugh when I picked on you. You liked my attention. Well, people change. <laughs> no, you just hide it better. Oh, you want me to help you put, uh... Stuff in boxes? <laughs> you don't know where stuff goes. You don't know where stuff goes. <laughs> I'm close to done. Will you want to just watch something? Let's go shoot stuff. Pies and raffles. You're a mixed bag, Cassie. Mm, my parents love me equal. Mm. I don't feel like shooting stuff. There is not a person on this green earth that doesn't like shooting stuff. You just don't want one of your last memories here to be getting beat by a girl in a shooting contest again. And not that I'm saying it would matter that I'm a girl, but I think it makes you just a touch more sour. I do fine. You do. 
You do mighty fine. Mm. Bad luck is all, but you're friends with Cassie, Cassie the gunslinger. Ain't gonna start calling you that. Wouldn't do me any good if you did. You're leaving. Can I ask you something? Honestly, you think about leaving? For a trip? Sure. Not a trip. For good. <gasps> I knew it. I knew it. You're proposing to me. Uh, you know that I'm not. No, oh, let me go Cassie. grab a change of clothes and I'll be right back before you can holler. We'll be on our way. Come on now. Off on a great adventure. I asked you to be serious. I'm fine here. Just fine. Fine is a great word. Fine is wonderful. Well, then you could have said wonderful. I said fine and I meant fine. Exploring is a different matter. I do plenty of exploring. I've more of an explorer than you. I waltzed into Rugger's cave while you sat on the grass biting your fingernails. My fingernails. <laughs> I don't like bats. Okay, no one was asking you to be friends with the bats. I wasn't gonna make you kiss one. <laughs> I've seen places you haven't and I'll see plenty more. And when I'm done seeing them, I'll be heading back to my home. Why where does this have to be your home? Because, unlike you, I like this home. I like my house and I like my friends and I like my parents. I'll owe you if we pretend I didn't say that. Say what? I think he's driving in. Massive? Oh, you really have me saying it now. I'm telling you, he likes it. I don't see how. He's a grump. Some grumps take pride in their grumpiness. That's why other than giving him a nickname he loves, I try and give him as much to be grumpy about as possible. Doesn't seem like a great business strategy. I don't need a strategy. It's a great piece of land, he wants it, and I know it. Can we at least push the boxes against the wall? The boxes are fine. Afternoon. Don't have all day. You know Cassie? Of course I know her. There are more chickens on my farm than people in this town. You think I've gone simple? You know I haven't seen you since the funeral. Uh-huh. You didn't even come to the services. What's your point? No point. Just most folks took a moment to say something kindly. Yeah? Like what? Like I'm sorry for your loss. It's your dad who died. I'm sorry for his loss. I need to take a look around the place, see how close everything is to falling apart. Sure enough, Mastiff. Take all the time you need. Mastiff. Yeah. <laughs> how are those two sons of yours doing? Haven't seen much of them recently. That's because they're on the farm doing honest work. Don't have much time to mingle at the soda fountain. So you do have to come into town occasionally, don't you? Huh. So you know that there really aren't such a thing as soda fountains anymore? Well, tell them a loaf of me. Some of this wood looks mighty moldy. Does it? Well, yes, son, it's what I just said. Well, it's old. Don't imagine that it makes it moldy necessarily. You better pray I take this off your hands. This whole house would probably collapse on you in your sleep, kill you outright. Oh, would hate for that to happen to you instead. Looks like those clouds are upon us. Should be opening up any second now. Looks like it's gonna come down hard. Are you trying to tell me you got a leaky ceiling? No, no, I'm not. If I were you, I'd take a minute and go into Daniel's room. There's some kind of weird, unnatural odor in there. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he can't smell it, but I think you and I will agree something ain't right. <laughs> you think you're a hoot. I do. My room smells normal. You sure about that? Mm. I'm just pulling his leg. You were having fun too. Yeah, but my fun wasn't going to bring down the value of my house. 
your fault for not setting ground rules. Well, that came quicker than I expected. I can give you a poncho when you head home. I didn't walk here. Well, I know, but it's still a walk to your truck and then from your truck to your front door. It's rain, not poison. I spend plenty of time out in the rain. Stop making me out to be a pushover. I'm just being courteous. Courteous would be offering to walk me to my truck with an umbrella. That wouldn't help you get home. It would if you let me borrow the umbrella. Um. You are hopeless. What is even- She is absolutely right. There is a definite smell. Probably the mold, but uh, worse. I, I promise you, it's not mold. I'll take a look at it and see what's what later. Might just be I don't open the window enough and then the air gets stale. Fine, take a look. Probably mold, though. Well. What? Do you think you'll take it? I need to talk to my boys. They like to come by and take a look, too? Why would they need to take a look? I took a look. All right. Do you know when you might make an offer? You got a lot of other prospects, do you? Of course he's got prospects. We all know you want it. Everyone will want it, but he's offering it to you as a neighborly courtesy. What she means is... What I said is what I mean. Quite a mouth. Quite a face. Make an offer soon or forget it. The land is great and the house is great. The house isn't moldy. You're moldy. Oh, son, you hang on to this one. I like you. Uh, I'll talk to my boys and I'll, I'll be quick about it. Should have an offer in a day or two. That would be fine, thank you. Appreciate you coming around, sir. Mm-hmm. See you, Mastiff. Mm-hmm. You heard him. Better hang on. You're in a state today. You didn't tell him what's what. What does he know? It's not like he talks to anyone about anything anyway. Are you forgetting something? Thank you, Cassie. Oh, always glad to help. Heaven knows you need it. I'm going to worry about you when you're gone. (gasps) Shoot, my mom made a meatloaf for you and I left it in the truck. I'll get you an umbrella. Oh, now he remembers to be a gentleman. It's fine. Back in a tick. She jogs out the door. Daniel waits for the thunder. Daniel keeps from jumping. Not a twitch. Cassie jogs back in, drenched and holding the meatloaf. Not a twitch, Cassie. Let's get this right in the oven. I'm no good at lying if my mom asked if the meatloaf got cold. Uh, Cass, could you take your boots off? You're gonna... Huh. What? Uh, nothing. Say, when are you going to start on making your own meatloaves if you think your pies are so much better than hers? Ugh, nah, she can have meatloaves. I don't cook. I bake. It's nice of her to do. She's a nice mom. So, are you sticking it out to eat this with me? What would you like? Your choice. I know it's my choice. I'm asking your opinion. Well, I'm just thinking about the storm. It's a bit sloppy to leave now, but if it keeps on like this, you might just find your truck knee-deep in the muck the second the wheels start turning. And then I'd be trapped here. Forever. (laughs) Do you ever unwind? And then we'd have to talk, and talk some more, and more, (laughs) and more, and everyone knows we can't carry on a conversation further than I spit. Everyone knows, huh? We die of boredom. (laughs) I've seen you spit. You don't spit so good. Is my point. We'd die of boredom and people would tell each other the story of how we died and then they'd bore each other to death talking about it. What are you going on about? Pretty soon it's a ghost town, all because of a storm. All because of Daniel and his kooky Cassie. I should start packing. 
You haven't mentioned school. I haven't been there since we finished. Not the school we already finished. Another school. Maybe somewhere west where there's land and water and a bunch of people, but not crowded and- Cassie, I need to finish packing. Cassie walks toward him, brushes his arm quickly and heads for the door. Phone me when you're home safe. Bless him. He tries and tries. I'll be fine. Enjoy the meatloaf. Not a twitch, Cassie. Act 1, Scene 2. Still Daniel's house, early morning. Daniel groggily walks from his room. Daniel! Good to see you. Uh, Pastor Walker, it's, it's kind of you to stop by. My goodness, Daniel, you didn't just get up, did you? Uh... Ah, good. You can't lie to a pastor. It's nearly seven in the morning. Are you the son of a farmer, or aren't you? Yes, sir, I am. I can't remember the last time I woke up this late. I, um... Say, you been outside this morning? Well, no, of course you haven't. It's pretty strange. What? Well, it was quite a storm we had last night. Yeah, sure was. Sure was, but you wouldn't know it looking at your land. You wouldn't know it rained a drop. Huh? Your land soaked up that water like a sponge. Not a puddle to be found. It drank up the water faster than my black lab, and she's got a tongue like a soup ladle. Guess that's what makes it so fertile. Uh, the land, that is. I can't speak to the dog. Well, I suppose it's been a while since our last rain. About three weeks, give or take. It's not nothing. Still, wouldn't call that a drought. And sure as can be, my land is mud through and through. Seems strange. I can't fully explain it myself, but it's no secret that there's something really special here. Now that your land isn't special in its own way, it's... Well, apparently that storm has a big brother right behind him, and quite possibly a mama and a papa storm behind them, so get ready to put on your knee highs just like everyone else. I will. Are you, uh, just stopping by? I suppose I am. It's a trying time, Daniel. No shame in admitting it. It is, sir. Yes. Now, I'm not saying you're not an adult. You are. You're a grown man, but it's a lot for someone your age to be on your own. For someone of any age, I imagine. Absolutely. Of any age. And what kind of pastor would I be if I didn't make sure you were handling it all right? It's kind of you. We take care of our own, even those who don't join us on Sundays. I'm not judging. This is no time to judge. The point is, I'm here if you need anything. It means a lot. Although, it seems you may not be around much longer for me to offer a helping hand. Rumor is you're flying the coop. More than a rumor, really. Word is Mr. Galing might be making an offer on this thirsty soil. Yeah, Mastiff... Um, <laughs> Mr. Galing stopped by yesterday. And? Hoping to hear today. Maybe tomorrow. I'm sorry, Pastor Walker, it's mighty rude of me, but, um, can I make a real quick phone call? I'm simply a guest. 
Um, all right, uh, then just one moment. Hello, Mrs. Randall, is Cassie? Yeah, yeah, I'm holding up all right. Thank you for asking. And thank you for the... Yes, yes, the meatloaf, I was just about to say. Thank you for... Yes, ma'am, I would like to speak to her, if that's all. Well, I'm sure that she is. Yes, ma'am, she does seem to be making those pies all the time. Well, of course, yours are also... No, I prefer not having to judge either way. All right, thank you, Mrs. Randall. Cassie, good morning. What difference does it make if I just woke up? It's still bright up. Listen, I know you were needing to get that casserole dish back to your mom, and it seemed pretty urgent, so if you need to stop by real soon, that's perfectly... Well, I couldn't tell you for certain, but she really seemed to need it straight away, and... No, Cassie, would you... Well, if you could get here soon enough, you might just get to say hello to Pastor Walker who is paying me a visit. Thank you, Cassie, thank you. See you soon. Awful sorry. Good family, the Randalls. Uh, they certainly are. Father, mother, daughter, showing up at church every Sunday. Is what I hear. What were we discussing before? The land. The land, yes! Trying to sell. I imagine you aren't too concerned. I know a handful of people already would have made an offer, only they're intimidated by Mr. Galing and know to give him first crack. Heck, I'm not looking to buy and I'm tempted to make an offer. Are you saying... No, truly, no. I, I should ask, though, are you comfortable handling the finances on your own? It's a lot to deal with. I've been going through a lot. That's a lot to deal with. I know, son. Dollars and cents seem pretty tame in comparison. I'm not trying to be intrusive. Looks like I'm not doing a good job of it, but... Your father was a special man. A wonderful man. I know. I'm sure you do. I'm telling you personally, he meant a great deal to me. A pastor probably shouldn't have favorites, but he was a favorite. Hmm. And that's in your blood. The goodness of your dad. So, don't worry if you feel lost. I wouldn't say I feel lost. Well, clearly you're a little adrift, and you're going to wander out and see if you can find what you need, and that's just fine. I'm saying your dad, what makes him who he is, that's in you too. And it will guide you, if you let it. Made him who he was. Sorry? Oh, makes him who he is, I mm. said. Well, it's good to see you're still young enough to be precocious and argue tenses. Sir, and Precocious I... and a touch impatient. All right, all right. Why am I here, yes? Sir, I don't mean uh, any disrespect. You led the service for my father, and I'm sure he would have appreciated it if... What did you think? Of what? Of the service. It was... It was very nice. Too much God stuff? Laying it on a little thick about the Lord? Are you going to stay honest with me? Too thick for my father? Uh, I don't know for certain, being honest. Speaking for myself, it wasn't to my liking. I didn't dislike it, but I certainly Your didn't. father loved the Lord. My father loved the community. And church is very much a part of that. Save that service. You haven't seen the inside of our church for quite some time. Do you not love your community? You have gumption, son. <laughs> you get me peaked. 
The point, the reason I am here is that your community loves you. And in that spirit of community, I'm asking you to do something for me. Come to service this Sunday. You appear determined to leave this town. Let us, all of us, show our support for you, our belief in you before you go. Now, I'm not saying the service will be tailored only for you, but I think the town will understand. I have a sermon which will speak to where you are, speak to the journey you are taking. Hopefully, it will speak to you. It will be my gift, as best as I can give it, to your father and to you in the name of all the pain that you have endured. And maybe it can even help you to release any feelings of guilt, whether you realize you have those feelings or not. Are you of the mind that I should be feeling guilty? That's not for me to say. I hope you understand. It's... I'll have to think about it. It's a very, very thoughtful offer, and I guess a reasonable request. I have to think about it. I would say that one is no better than a lie. It's not a lie. I am quite familiar with what I have to think about it means. Sir, not to be argumentative, but it sounds like maybe you are not familiar. It's a simple request. <laughs> you call it simple. It's but what your father would have wanted. I'll be there. A good decision. A good Good decision. I think it just may have a profound effect. And that's not me puffing myself up, I assure you. It all comes from a bigger place than myself. Than any of us, really. I can't wait. I'm sure it'll be a mighty fine treat. The Lord isn't a treat, Daniel. Nope, of course not. I apologize. So I'll be seeing you on Sunday, then. Indeed you shall. And if you need anything in the meantime, do not hesitate to holler. Absolutely. And I'm here right now, if there's anything you would like to discuss. Uh, sure, sure, there's plenty to discuss, but I imagine Cassie will be showing up soon, and she likes to linger. You know how that is. Guess I'll just save it for some other time. Fair enough. You tell Cassie Randall I say hello. She'll be happy to hear it. Don't you go back to bed. <laughs> Wouldn't think of it. All right. Take care, Daniel. Daniel pauses, then paces briskly back and forth, then stops, takes a deep breath, looks out the window. He walks to the TV, turns it on. Told her so. I wish we kept track of these sort of things because I have a notion I set a record getting here just now. You do not know how grateful I am. Oh, I might. He left? Thank God. <laughs> Funny. Oh, he was in rare form, Cass. Or maybe normal form. Yeah, just normal. And well, he pushes your buttons. It can't just be me. It isn't just you. Sitting and listening to him jabber on every Sunday is a testament to how much I love my family. Well, it appears... I'll be joining you for the next round. Oh, he got you to come. Uh, said he thought his next sermon would speak to me. Said it's what my father would have wanted. Let's go put a chicken in his mailbox. Oh, <laughs> uh, can you imagine? Who said such a thing? I wanted to knock him out cold. Mama says he's got a social dysfunction. That his words don't match his intentions. Uh, that's sweet. Uh, I think he's just terrible. Clearly, most people around here disagree. I mean, who knows how long you would have stayed here if I didn't have you to bail me out. Mm, glad to help. <laughs> you really did get here fast. I almost didn't take off my apron. I do like seeing you in your full baking outfit. 
So, um, any ideas of what he's going to talk about on Sunday? Uh, no, no idea. Uh, probably some parable about a boy who doesn't love the Lord enough and who abandons his town and lets everyone down and thank goodness his parents aren't around to see him make such bad decisions. Daniel. And, yeah. I don't think you understand what a parable is. <laughs> Shut up. TV is all static again. You don't say. No, I said the storm was going to come Since when up. does Cassie let a storm change what she does? Cassie the Storm Slayer. Yeah, you want a nickname so bad. I don't need to want them. I have several. It is not a nickname if no one else uses it. Says you. Pastor Walker says a bunch more storms are on the way. Yep. Say so you're from Mastiff yet? No, not yet. So he's dropping by later? I don't know. Oh, then I guess you're coming with me! Oh, where to? First to my house to take a pie out of the oven. Hardly time to take your apron off, but you got a pie in the oven. Mm, Cassie, the speedy baking queen. All right, all right. Pie out of the oven and then... What? Tree climbing? Shooting cane? A sprint race down Hollings Hill! <laughs> uh, but that's one thing. One thing I'm better at than you. You're leaving soon, and you should leave feeling proud about something. Even if it's just the one thing. Well... What about the other storms? Uh, uh, don't say it. I'll correct myself. Who cares about the other storms? Let's do it! Act 1, Scene 3. Still Daniel's house, late afternoon. <laughs> oh, such a gentleman. What happened to ladies first? Whatever happened to acting like a lady? Well, I guess someday you'll just have to teach me. Because you are one. <laughs> yeah, I got it. That was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. I beat you. Yes. I mean, it wasn't even close. Well, there's not enough time in the day to be amazing at everything. But I won't stop trying. No, you won't. We are soaked. To the bone. Through the bone. And suddenly, I am very cold. I'm gonna go change. Such a gentleman. <laughs> Do you... Or I could turn on the oven and crawl in there for a while. <laughs> I don't think I have any- I'm not fixing to put on a dress. I'll find something. Take your time. It is something out there. What? It- The rain, it's something out there. It just keeps on coming. Yeah, Noah himself would be impressed. You don't think? No, I was just- uh, Do me a favor, would you? Can you look at the bottom of your boots? What kind of question is that? Just, can you take a look, please? Yeah, sure, Daniel. I would love to look at the bottom of my boots. Um, well, am I looking for something in particular? Mud. Well, yes, Daniel, there's mud. That's what happens when you add water to dirt. They might have let you out of school a touch early. Huh. Well, what made you ask? Well, it seems silly now. I mean, of course, after today, there had to be. You're going to look ridiculous in these. Of course I am. Lord knows you always do. So, the mud. Well, Pastor Walker noticed, and I guess it crossed my mind yesterday, but my land seemed to be taking on all the water from that first storm. 
He said his land was pretty sloppy after. Yeah, ours too. Didn't really notice coming in here earlier. It's a little strange, right? I suppose so. Doesn't matter now. Clearly it couldn't handle another round. Well, not clearly. Oh, there's mud on our boots. Yeah, there is. But we weren't on your land. I mean, we had to run from the truck on inside, but we were stomping around in other places. I mean, I'm not saying... I mean, there must be mud right outside your door. This is so silly. He puts his boots on. I just dried. Where's an... He grabs an umbrella, then goes outside. Cassie comes back in wearing the dry clothes. She sees that Daniel's not there, shrugs, looks in the fridge, and grabs a pickle. Daniel enters. Umbrella in one hand and a mound of dirt in the other. What you got there? Take a look at this. He pours the dirt slowly onto the table. It's dry. Completely dry. Are you pulling a fast one on me? Where did you get this dirt from? From right out by your truck. You are not to be trusted. Cassie puts on her boots, grabs the umbrella, and runs outside. Daniel stares at the dirt. Cassie re-enters with a handful of dirt. It doesn't feel even kissed by water. She pours the dirt right next to the other mound. Daniel, did you break your land? Did I break it? I don't know. Did you buy some weird fertilizer? Like some snake oil miracle grow formula? I told you. I haven't touched the land. No one has since my dad. Well... This can't be dirt. It has to be something else. I mean, you said yourself. It doesn't even feel slick. I'm going to say something that I don't normally say, and don't you repeat it to anyone. I'm spooked. Where is it going? It's got to go somewhere. A rain soaked to us. I saw water pouring out from the gutters, Cassie. I mean, you're I sure this has never happened before? Why would I be acting this way if I'd seen it before? Don't get coarse with me. I'm trying to help. Who's that? It's Mastiff. Let's, let's just forget about this right now. Forget about it. You're joking. I can't afford to make this a thing right now, Cass. What if he notices on his own? I don't know. And I don't have time to think about it. I'm not going to lie to him. Ugh, fine. Fine. If, if he asks if my land has magical dirt that can't get wet, I give you full permission to say yes. Hey there! Uh, yeah, come on in! Well, hurry! Hurry on up! Don't want to get drenched out there! Where you been? I had to run some errands. I've driven up here three times. Why didn't you call? Because girls use phones and men use trucks. He sees the two mounds of dirt and pauses. So unless you've chickened out and decided to stay, I'm ready to make an offer. No, I'm leaving. No doubt about it. The land is all yours. Um, that is, of course, if the offer is good. The offer is my offer. This isn't an auction house. I've got no itch to go higher, and you best not think you can change my mind. Wouldn't dare dream of it. Now, this here is going to be a verbal offer. Papers can be drawn up right away. All right. Because if you agree to my verbal offer, and then you verbally decline later, I'll use a whole bunch of verbs to show my displeasure. My word is good. I expect yours to be too. I understand. Now, lady, you're, you're a spitfire. I like you, even though you look ridiculous. But I don't feel right discussing numbers with you. Not the way I do things. She's not moving. She's not saying anything funny either. Uh, yeah, sometimes that hilarious personality of hers needs to recharge. I'm not a truck. I don't need jumper cables. Just give us a few minutes. Mastiff, 
I regret to inform you that Daniel will not be making his decision today. You can go ahead and offer up anything you want, but he's going to need a little time to think it over. Cassie, I feel- Daniel! Yes, uh, yeah, that's right. Happy to hear the offer, but I'm going to let it simmer. I guarantee you'll know right soon. That's really the way you want to do it. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, why would I say it? Well, since your lady friend, the lawyer, seems to have grown roots, head out towards the truck with me and we'll discuss matters. Daniel grabs a jacket and they walk towards the door. Daniel glares at Cassie. He and Mastiff exit. Cassie finishes her pickle, thinks about checking on them through the window, but decides not to. Daniel re-enters. Well, know something? Mm-hmm. I'm mad at you. We wouldn't have felt right about it later if you'd agreed to something. I don't agree. I think I would have felt very right. Really right. So it was a good offer. It was. Good enough to take it on the spot, if not for Cassie the do-gooder. That's actually not one of my nicknames. Cass, I'm... What about Nina? <laughs> no, who cares about that? Who cares, Cassie? My land isn't radioactive. It won't kill anyone. A weird little thing happened, and no doubt it's going to go away as quick as it came. If you're sure, why not tell him before you accept the offer? Because it's pointless to talk about. You got your way. It's not my way. I just want to be done with this. I know. You're a good influence. The best influence. This really is nothing, though. Sure, nothing. You. So yesterday I was over at Marty's pig farm dropping off some things for my dad. All right. And I was looking out into the field and his pigs were actually flying. Oh, come off it. Oh, oh, I always thought it was just a saying, although since it already is a saying, that still makes this more weird. The storm is relentless. For all we know, come morning, this won't be an issue. We could call my mom and dad, ask for advice. I'm serious. We can't talk to anyone about it. What the hell's going on? I'm not sure I know what you're... Oh, don't you lie to me again. You tried to shuffle me off before I took notice, and I didn't, till I drove off your land and headlong into a pond. A pond? The road is flooding over. It was, it was such an easy ride off your driveway, I wasn't even thinking about it. Kicked water up and shorted me out. Then I start walking back up here and notice the rain isn't doing squat. What are you trying to pull? I'm not pulling anything. My land is just misbehaving on me. Misbehaving water makes things wet. Why is your land not wet? I don't think you... You tried to trick me into buying the land. Get it off your hands before anyone noticed. No, that's not why I'm selling the house. He didn't even accept your offer yet because he wanted to figure this out first. You're a liar and a coward. Hiding this from me, from the town. It only just happened. Your father would be ashamed of you. His father would punch you clean in the next town for saying that to him. You get out right now. It's unnatural. You and the land. You know what? Good luck finding someone else to start your stupid truck. Think he'll be a gossip? One, scene four, the church. Daniel and Cassie sit in separate pews. Good morning. On this day, 
the Lord's Day, we gather as we always do, at the same time, and the same beautiful church, the same wonderful people, perhaps with an extra face every now and again, and we, as a town, as believers, as a family, we find unity, and we celebrate our many blessings, and support each other, and pray during life's hardships. It is a ritual, a collaborative ritual that we know will keep our hearts and spirits warm no matter the struggle. A ritual. Life is filled with these rituals, and where would we be without them? A mother reads to her child before bed every night. Every morning, I wake up and eat the same meal with the same side of toast that's buttered just a touch more than it probably should be. Life's little pleasures. Everywhere you look, if you pay attention, I guarantee you, you'll see them. Rituals guide us. Rituals give us structure. Rituals give us a sense of where and who we are. That first morning stretch as soon as you wake. The hug you give a dear friend as you say goodbye. And of course, rituals aren't just for us. Nature itself is filled with them. As sure as time moves forward, the tide comes in and the tide goes out. As sure as the sun shines in summer, the kids are able to swim in the warmth of a pond. And as sure as the rain falls to the earth, the earth accepts that rain and gives back green. What happens, then, when these rituals are broken? What happens when you cannot count on the things you hold dear and know to be certain? There is discord. There may be fear. Should we fear these changes? Not necessarily. Some rituals are unhealthy and we should pray for them to be broken. But the rituals given to us directly by the Lord, well, these are the very foundation of our existence, of our lives. The sun should always warm the pond. The tide should always rise and fall. The soil should always accept the rain. Now, there is something happening in this town of ours, and by now I'm sure there is not a one among us who hasn't heard about this unique patch of land, this strange occurrence, this broken ritual. And we must now ask ourselves, why? Why has this happened? What does it mean? Now I am a man of God, and I believe it is my responsibility first to look to the light, to look for the blessings. Could this be a blessing? Could this be a sign from the Lord himself? He does work in mysterious ways. It's been proven time and again through history and throughout our lives in ways big and small. Would he choose this path to get our attention, to teach us something? I have searched my heart. Believe me when I say this has weighed heavily on me these past few days. And what I think is this. This strange event, this is not of God's making. This is not his work. By its very nature, it speaks in opposition to all that he is. In his name, there is growth. There is synergy. No, it must be something else. So what then? Well, let's consider this. What kind of force could keep the rain from joining with the soil? 
What would it take to prevent the two from finding the synergy intended by the Lord? What repels water? Perhaps a great heat. Perhaps a heat of a kind not known by men. Perhaps, perhaps, underneath the soil, this one plot of soil, there exists something that burns away anything that seeks to nourish it, that competes against the intentions of the Lord. And now I think you understand what I believe, what I speak of. We are all of us an imperfect people. We must hold each other and ourselves accountable for everything that makes us who we are, good and bad. We are a communal fabric, and when that fabric develops a tear, it is essential that we acknowledge that tear and not allow it to spread. Now, I cannot claim to fully understand what is happening, but there surely must be a reason why this unnatural and perilous event is taking place, and there must be further reason why it is happening under one boy's land. A boy who lost his father, who we all knew and we all cherished, a good man, and without him, without that shepherd looking over things, a darkness is growing, creeping near to the surface of the soil. There was another time, you may recall, when the most fertile of lands was besieged by darker forces and was undone. We must be vigilant in our efforts to keep it from happening again. We must stay true and righteous, and we must pray. Pray that the new shepherd will open his heart to the Lord and seek forgiveness for whatever wrongdoings he may have committed in his life and in his soul to find a good and just path before the land loses all memory of the rain and cannot be retaught to drink. Before this condition spreads, he must find this path and we must urge him on. And we must be prepared to accept him with open arms and open hearts, for that is perhaps the greatest ritual of all, the ritual of forgiving. No matter what happens, no matter how painful the struggle, we must always allow for forgiveness. May that ritual never be broken. Daniel rises betrayed. He locks eyes with Pastor Walker, then turns and looks at Cassie. We'd like to thank Wayne Duvall, Jasmine Stiefel, Jacob Owen, and Dustin Sullivan for being with us today. You can find out more about these incredible actors and what they're up to other than this podcast at our website, www.chargingmoosemedia.com slash podcast. Or you can look up our social media. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook at atthetableplays. This episode was brought to you by Haley Shibble. And snacks. If you make snacks for a living and you like podcasts or theater, why not send us some snacks? What a great way to sponsor an episode. <laughs> you can check out Charging Moose Media's other projects on our website at www.chargingmoosemedia.com. They include Give My Regards to Broadway, Classic Show Tunes Reimagined, and The Hunted Encore. Please stay tuned to our website and our social media for more plays from At The Table, a play reading series, and also other new projects soon to be announced. We have so much more coming up for you this season. Uh, if you are a New York 
actor, if you're local to the New York area and you're interested in joining us in the studio, uh, let us know. If you are a playwright from absolutely anywhere, let us know. We'd love to take a look at your work. Uh, go to our website and feel free to submit where it tells you you can submit. Please rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe to our podcast. Please, please, please. Thank and if you we get so ratings and reviews, it helps us out so much. Please, please, please. Thank you for listening.